Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Today's a special day. It's Tuesday, and on the Employment Matters podcast, that means Travel Tuesday. Each week, we get the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers from all around the world to ask them important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're going to be learning about doing business in Japan, one of my favorite countries. I'm pleased to welcome to the show, Ricky Suki Yamanaka, a partner at Yushima and Partners. Ricky, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's uh, wonderful to hear from you. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Let's jump in and fill our audience in on what's going on in Japan. It's a fascinating country. I mean, there's so many things that are manufactured there. There's so much art, culture, and food. But let's give them a general overview, if we can, on the jurisdiction. Tell us about the economy, the population, government structure, some of those things, if you would. Okay. Japan is the world's third largest economy. The population is currently about 126 million, but has started to decline due to the combination of an aging population and a low birth rate. Japan is a democracy with three branches a prime minister as the chief executive and various ministries and agencies, a legislature with upper and lower houses, as well as a judiciary. The Japanese political environment has been very stable, which is advantageous for business and led to strong economic growth after the Second World War. Unlike many other countries around the world, the population of Japan is largely homogeneous, comprised of 98% ethnic Japanese. The language spoken is Japanese, and the language barrier is generally larger than in most other countries. It's also a pretty old country, isn't it? Yes, I think so. The emperor in Japan is, I think, the oldest king in the world. Wow. Well, that's pretty interesting. Let's talk about the industries. And again, everybody thinks of Japan for manufacturing, a lot of different things. But what are the key industries? Some key industries, automobiles, consumer electronics, computers, and other various services. Pre-pandemic tourism had been a growth industry. Well, let's talk about we're going to employ people locally in Japan. What are some of the key structural issues we need to be aware of? Works councils, unions, those kinds of things. Any, anything that might stand out as unique to Japan? If you could mm-hmm. share that with us, that'd be great. Okay. Foreign employers should keep in mind that the Japanese labor law and regulations regarding pay, hours, vacation, and dismissal, etc. apply even if the employer and the employee agree on the governing law of a jurisdiction other than Japan. At-will employment is not allowed and an employer needs to have a justifiable cause for termination of an employee. Written employment contract is not required, but is practically common. Also, an employer needs to prepare rules of employment, which provides the basic terms and conditions of employment for all employees at the workplace. And such rules of employment need to be filed with the Labor Standards Inspection Office. Worker dispatchment is allowed, but heavily regulated. In Japan, labor unions are not very popular nor strong, 
while some outside labor unions actively support employees who have disputes with employers over individual employment matters, such as unlawful termination. Recently, termination, harassment, and whistleblowing are major issues. From April 2022, all employers in Japan are required to take measures to prevent and deal with power harassment, which means kind of workplace bullying, abusing power or authority in the workplace. So would you say, Ricky, that from a climate standpoint, the business itself, that Japan is more leaning more pro-business or more pro-employee in your perspective? Japan is historically pro-employee, and it is considered to be very difficult to terminate employees generally. So when an employer wants to terminate its employee, in most cases, an employer should negotiate with the employee to obtain a mutual separation agreement in order to avoid the risk of litigation challenging unilateral termination. So let's talk about some of the cross-border opportunities in the region. Is it difficult from an immigration standpoint to come in and out of Japan? And also, are there any special programs for expats or folks that are visiting and working in Japan? The immigration standards in Japan are not easy nor the hardest. Work permits are categorized by defined professional fields with each requiring specific experience and qualifications. A job offer in Japan is required to apply for most type of work permits. And for expats, a special work permit called intra-company transfer leave is available. And it is relatively easy to obtain such special work permit, assuming he or she is a white-collar employee. Japan recently has suspended foreign entries through the end of the year due to the new variant of COVID-19. Inbound business travel had only just resumed when this new suspension was implemented. Currently, how to enter Japan is a big issue for foreign enterprises who want to do business in Japan. I can imagine. Well, the world is certainly a different place these days, but Japan is still alive and well and kicking out an awful lot of business out there and and certainly one of the most dominant economies on the planet. So it's always helpful to learn more about this. And I appreciate your time today, Ricky. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Pete. If you'd like to connect with Ricky Suki Yamanaka, you can find his bio by clicking on his name in the description of this podcast. Please visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from the online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.